I say, what a wonderful Doctor Who podcast. It's so violent. Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of this little mini-series of the DWP where we're going to cover the 60th anniversary story of Doctor Who over at Big Finish called Once and Future. And joining me on this first installment are none other than Michelle and Drew. Hey guys. Hello. Hello, hello. Are you as excited as I am to see how this story unfolds over the next few months? Actually, I am. Uh, I am looking forward to this. I seem to be in the spirit of the 60th this year and kind of want to take a look at just about anything out there. And this is a treat because, you know, we love Big Finish so much. Um, so, yeah, actually, it, it kind of sneaked up on me with its release here in May. Um, but I think it's great, and I am excited. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, it just sort of showed up in my inbox. Thanks. And um, and it kind of brings me back to 10 years ago where Big Finish did the 50th, and I enjoyed that story quite a bit. And the, this first chapter spoilers is good so yes I mean, if they yes can keep, if they can keep up this level of entertainment or better then uh yeah happy 60th to all of us yeah, yeah. and in fact you you mentioned first chapter it, we we should say that this is a, a release that in its entirety will have eight chapters or editions or stories mm-hmm. um and uh the first seven will be released monthly up until November the 60th and then you had some information Brent on the 8th yeah it's called coda and it's a year and a half from now it's November of 2024 and I have I have a couple of uh points of speculation about that we can talk about later (laughs) but yeah on this episode we're going to talk about the first part it's called past lives written by Robert Valentine it was just released, uh, like you said, in, in, in May this month. He's regenerating. Ah, no! It's wrong! It's all gone wrong! Ah! Oh, ah, ah, oh, help me! We have to stop it! What kind of regeneration is this? It isn't one. It's... It's a degeneration. What? So I guess we all liked it, huh? Yes. What's not to like? (laughs) (laughs) The premise, I think, of this whole series, and we will be reviewing each episode as it comes out. That's our goal here. But the premise of Once in Future, the series, is that the doctor is degenerating, which means he's kind of flipping back and forth a little bit and going backward in time into previous incarnations, which opens up the possibility of, um, you know, hearing all sorts of different past doctors do their thing. Uh, And the other thing that they're doing is really mixing and matching companions and enemies and characters from the whole range of 60 years of Doctor Who, and and, and I would presume from some of the big Finnish canon as well. But... um, the possibilities are nearly endless, it seems to me, to, to mix and match and see what you can, I say, throw together, although I'm sure there's a lot more 
<laughs> not just thrown to you. The quality of this one would indicate that there is some thought that goes into this. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so what do you guys think? I liked it. I liked this first one. Um, I thought I had a good pace. As with anything, it was better on the second listen. To me, multi-doctor stories like this, things that jump around, things that have uh, different companions, you know, this this whole anniversary idea, even way back to the three doctors and the five doctors, the multi-doctor stories, the plots really are secondary to me. To me, it's all about the interactions between the different characters, especially the doctor and his companions. So that's really what I focus on. But... Uh, you know, the plot in this was, was pretty good. It was a standard Doctor Who, just an alien race wanting to take over and thwarted. <laughs> but um, but I thought it was I thought it was really good. I thought it was handled really well, uh, especially, well, we don't really know a whole lot about the explanations yet. I'm sure that'll come out over the next few months. But um, it seems to be a, a really good first story. Yeah, anytime Doctor Who gets to explore time out of time, it is, gets me very excited. The Doctor is degenerating into consciousness into previous physical bodies, but also the story is not taking place chronologically. So the Doctor doesn't even know where in the story the Doctor is. So the part of the mystery is, where does this begin? And how do you get to it? So clearly we will have individual doctors being a part of the story at different timelines. And so whether or not it's the doctor's consciousness is traveling chronologically uh, or if it's happening via different incarnations, brilliant. Love the idea. Um, it's long, fingers crossed, as long as we, it doesn't end up like a Moffat story where uh, the setup is perfect and confusing and fun. And you're like, well, don't worry that last episode is going to make all sense. Or if like it's flux, don't worry that last. Oh no. Okay. Well, so. I have faith that this will not go that route, but um, we, we should also mention that the doctor that features in this first one is Tom Baker. Um, so we, we have Tom Baker, we have Sarah Jane, which is interesting because this is, as you mentioned, it's the doctor's consciousness from, from later on. So the doctor remembers a number of regenerations after the Tom Baker regeneration, um, but so he's reconnecting with Sarah, Sarah Jane after lifetimes. She is reconnecting with him after a much briefer uh, interlude, of course. So that's kind of fun. But um, it's also got um, Kate Lethbridge Stewart. It's got Osgood. It's got the meddling monk. Uh, you know, again, what what's not to love? These are some of the most enjoyable characters in Doctor Who thrown together in, in somewhat new combinations. Um, but, but, Wait, that was a meddling yeah, monk? I thought it was Mark Hamill's The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mallory, about these high-reth Johnnies. They sound like a gaggle of grade-eight nutters to me. Are you sure it's a good idea letting them have that thing? Nutters, Mr. Thelonious? Grade-A nutters? Uh, psychos, you know, raving lunatics. The sort of twerps who shouldn't be trusted with sharp cutlery. And actually, I did want to mention about Tom Baker... Um, listening to actually one of the Big Finish podcasts, they, they were saying that he was part of the driving force to um, champion this this project and, and get a project that involved multiple doctors, which I think is, is really neat because in the past, Tom Baker's kind of been all about Tom Baker and has not been, you know, as open to doing multi-doctor things. So I, I just think it, it 
is another example of just how comfortable and happy he is in the role and at Big Finish that that he would think this is a great idea. And I'm really glad that they they started off with him. It was it was a great intro, a great setup for the rest of the series. Yeah, I thought so too. And and like you said, we have no idea when this is in the Doctor's timeline. There's a bit of a clue we can talk about later if you want uh, at the very end or near the end that I think may, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I can go ahead and say it. It's it's not really a spoiler. There's a part where he's talking to Sarah and, he's, and she says, Doctor, how, how far back do you go? Talking about his regenerations. And he says, uh, let's see how odds of good's getting on, shall we? And let's move on. And so I avoided it, which hinted to me that this may be during the 13th Doctor's run if, if he suspects he had lives before Hartnell's Doctor. So, well, yeah, and the other, well, or even maybe the 14th or 14th Doctor's run. It could be, yeah. It could be the way if this goes right up until November and beyond. Um, and there's also in that sequence, um, they are in Osgood's house. I don't know if you've seen Osgood's, Osgood's house or flat or whatever it is, but it, it's really funny. Um, why they get there, and she's like, don't look in the living room. And uh, evidently she has pictures or posters of all of the different Doctor incarnations up there, whatever all of them means. And so Sarah Jane gets a glimpse of it, and they're like, she's like, those are all you? And she goes, even that one? And Kate says, even that one, and but you never, know, you don't know. You, you can fill in the blank with 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 which incarnation she's asking about. So so yeah, it, yeah, little little tidbits um, that give you every reason to want to see what happens next. <laughs> right, and you had said it was Tom Baker's Doctor, and it, it's it's not Tom Baker's Doctor. It's it's Tom Baker's voice, uh, and we don't know the consciousness which Doctor it is, and that also is very intriguing. You know, it almost feels like. Uh, Something they would have thrown in one of the the lost episodes from the heart, uh, not heart out era, um, the Sylvester McCoy era. You know, sort of one of those punk Doctor stories. Uh, <laughs> well, and you know, it's you're right in that this is a Doctor who remembers subsequent lifetimes, but it is the the character and the personality of the Fourth Doctor. I mean, you know, that's what that's what we've got here. You know, interestingly enough, James had emailed me and and we exchanged a little bit of this. He didn't. At least on his first listen, he didn't enjoy this as much as we did. He liked the first half, he said, but was disappointed in the uh, the where it went with the the villain, the bad guy in this. But um, he felt that Tom Baker sounded like current age Tom Baker, an older, much older Tom Baker, and that that bothered him. He said because he was picturing Tom Baker as he is now. That never crossed my mind. I I only heard. You know, the 1970s doctor. So I don't know about you guys. I mostly do. Uh, once in a while, you'll hear his voice crack. And, and you know, his, I don't think his voice ever used to crack when he was on television. So that, that kind of creeps in. But I really don't think about that. I, I really picture him because his voice is so distinctive. and His performance is so distinctive. There was a line he had where you know, he's talking about he was going to do plan A. But, of course, the companions screw that up. So... He's like, plan B wouldn't work. I guess we'll go to plan C. And just (laughs) the way he delivered it, you could totally picture the way he says lines on screen where he's kind of looking off into the distance. He's talking and his companion is there, but he's not really talking to his companion. It's just kind of this, he zones out as he's thinking in his head. 
it was so visual to me listening to him do this. And I have not been keeping up all that well with the Tom Baker uh, box sets. I, I listened to the first couple um, and, you know, they were okay, but but they didn't grip me so much that I kept up with them. Someday I need to go listen to them. I think his performance, and he may have been really up for this particular project as well, but I thought his performance was spot on from from the doctor as I remember in my head canon. Yeah, I've been listening to all of those. I, I have all of those. Um, I try to get downloads now, but the Tom Baker adventures are the ones that, the Fourth Doctor adventures are the ones I try to buy on CD to keep. And the only ones I haven't listened to so far, uh, the last two that came out, most of those, you just slip right back in there like you're watching an old TV show from the 70s, you know, one of his episodes, so... Yeah, um, I like I said earlier, I was kind of trying to figure out which doctor was in that body. Uh, uh, so you know, it's nice to hear Tom Baker's voice, and maybe there was a little bit of a difference. But for me, the difference felt like it was in line with the fact that it wasn't uh, mm. the the. F- I'm going to say the fourth uh, incarnation of of the Doctor uh, in this one. It, it definitely felt like a wiser Doctor that was trying to keep. Mm-hmm individuals in check and the other thing too is it's interesting because uh it is a time time travel story told out of time for both the doctor's consciousness it's a modern story for unit and it's a future story for sarah jane dr petronella osgood at your service hello there the new faces of unit indeed I love the celery on the old pearl. That's very stylish. Thank you. <laughs> I used to wear a sprig myself, you know, behind my ear. Oh, I, I, I thought that was a later incarnation. Ah, that's what brings me here. While I may be in the form of this old favourite, I'm actually a much later vintage. What do you mean? I mean that I'm suffering from the effects of some sort of degeneration weapon. Trust me, I haven't looked this good in years. Yeah, yeah, so again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only Doctor Who gets to do that. Only Doctor Who gets to play around in time in that way. I thought Sadie Miller, by the way, really good job. Oh, yeah. Um, there were moments when I forgot it wasn't Sarah Jane. Um, so, or, well, I guess forgot it was Liz Layden, but. Interesting that you say that. But for both James and I, um, she was probably the weakest of the main characters. And, and I think she's doing a reasonable job. And she is, you know, she is Liz Layden's daughter. So there, there, there should probably be some vocal similarities there but i have a harder time fully believing that it's sarah jane um and i hate to even make a criticism about that but but i i i think it's going to take more listening to her for me to to where her voice kind of settles in my mind as as sarah jane this this time it was a little tough for me i thought she fit in i just uh i had a bit of a hard time near the end distinguishing between her and osgood Mm -hmm. their voices sound similar so uh, that's that's the only confusion I had going in there. I loved Rufus Sound as the monk. Um, and I yeah. love, which reminds me, and, that, and of course there's a lot of comedy in that character, but this was a very witty script. There were a lot of great lines, um, things that I would I would laugh at, and I'm not usually a laugh out loud kind of person, but but really from, from many of the characters. But I, I love one of those was uh, that the monk has said his name is Thelonious Monk, like the yes. jazz. <laughs> I was gonna, that was so funny. And they kept making fun of his name, you know, Monkey Boy and uh, yeah. Meddlesome Monastic, and on, on and on it went. Uh, it, it was really kind of cute. And the little digs that he and the doctor give each other all the way through. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I just, th this is a fun script, but I don't think it falls into being silly. The, the term I would have used was celebratory. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and again, just like you said, the plot falls away to the characters and the interactions. I don't know as much about the meddlesome monk, the meddling monk, uh, outside of the actual original classic show. So is the meddling monk a character that has been showing up in big finish played? So do have we have have we gotten multiple iterations of the meddling monk? Yeah, there's uh there's at least two actors because I know um there was one during the uh, Eighth Doctor and Lucy Miller time. I don't know who played him. I don't think it was Rufus Hound. Oh, I think you're I think you're correct there, Brent. Well, there's one more uh, bit of mystery that we haven't t discussed yet. Was that whatever is affecting the Doctor is also affecting the TARDIS? Oh yeah, we didn't see that impact the story very much yet, but there was a no. line. That, that mentioned that. So that is intriguing. And, oh, and, and we also, I think, know that this story starts for the Doctor, or this, this degeneration weapon that apparently he was hit by happened in the Time War. Actually, we do know mm -hmm. that um, because it's, it, it's mentioned in, you know, there's the first scene and some references to it, and Big Finish mentions it in their publicity. Um, so, yeah, I guess if it starts in the Time War, we'd be talking about either the at least starting with either the eighth or the ninth doctor, no eighth doctor or the war doctor. And just to go back to a, a previous thought too, you know, we're talking about it, the story taking place out of time for most of the characters this is also something that is taking place in the monk's past because we know that monk will return in the future and the monk doesn't know about the war, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The yeah. Doctor does. So, uh, the yeah. monk hasn't crossed that timeline yet in his yeah. own personal timeline. So, or their own personal timeline. So, yeah, it definitely helps to listen to this more than once. Although I, I enjoyed it on the first listen too, but the second time through, I, I certainly picked up more of these tidbits along the way. And it's one that is enjoyable enough to listen to twice in in fairly short order, in my opinion. In our opinion, it is. Yeah. <laughs> And for those who haven't heard it yet, it is in the new series format, so it's not broken down into several parts. It's just one hour-long story, followed by, you know, interviews. And they are currently on sale on the Big Finish website, bigfinish.com. You can buy them individually, or you can buy the entire set. This adventure you had with the High Ref. Oscar, you really have to stop calling them adventures. Sorry, Mum. Uh, the case... I don't think it's one I'm familiar with. Well, we weren't on official unit business at the time, and it wasn't a very big adventure, really. Oh, you say that now, but it seemed pretty big when the Hyrath stormed the House of Commons. Oh, oh yes, yes, I'd forgotten that bit, yes. That's amazing. Yes, yes, utterly fascinating. But can I remind you good people that I'm under rather a serious time constraint? So, uh, if we are finished talking about this particular story, I have questions yeah, for the both yeah. of you. Um, this is one of those nice things where if we know if we're going to be doing this every single month, we will have answers to these. So which doctor, and I'm putting doctor in quotations because we know we have a mystery doctor who is degenerating into the bodies, which voice actor, which doctor are you looking for most to see in a uh, multi-time story and which companion would you like to see that doctor paired with? Unless they've already listed everything that's going to be out there. In which case, you know, 
Fair on you. I, I would love to see, in, in celebration of the 60th, and as a surprise and a gift to all the fans, I would love to see it be either the 11th, 12th, or 13th Doctor. I would love, you know, for one of the actors that has not yet voiced the Doctor, for, for their Doctor, for Big Finish to show up as a treat. I would not be surprised if that will happen. Possibly in the CODA thing that we were talking about, which is a year and a half from now. For me, I would have to say Christopher Eccleston's Doctor, the Ninth Doctor. I'd love to see him show up in a finally in a multi-doctor story. I know he's he's against those, but this is audio, so now that he's done a few, maybe he'll change his mind and pop up. Um, but I would love to see him or hear him in this. Uh, we do know uh, there's a tease at the end of this story where the monk suggests that the doctor finds his daughter. Which leads us to next month's story, which is going to be called The Artist at the End of Time, which will be the fifth Doctor, Jenny, and the curator, played by Colin Baker. Huh. But I, Interesting. I did not oh. read ahead. I don't know other than that because I saw the, the cover art uh, that they just released. But uh, I don't know who's showing up in the future stories. And I don't want to. I want to be surprised. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'm really hoping Alex Kingston shows up. Uh, I love oh, the River yeah. Song stories, and I think River Song will play really well. And it would be nice to hear River Song interact with a doctor that she has not done so on her her own series. Which I'm behind on that one, so I don't know. Maybe she's interacted with everybody at this point in time. But I think that would be really cool. Uh, I have a guess on the coda, and I just kind of want to. If I don't know mm. if we're there in this review or not. Oh, uh, be brave. We're, we're a year be, and a half out. Tell us tell us what's going to happen. A year and a half out. I think it's going to be Jinx Monsoon. Whatever character Jinx Monsoon is playing on the actual podcast. Because the, the thing that we see on Jinx Monsoon's costume is musical uh, notes. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. a, a coda can be for a story, but it could also be for music. So maybe that would be interesting because they are saying that whatever Jinx Monsoon's character is, is the greatest challenge to the Doctor yet, which of course is going to be said about everybody. <laughs> uh, and I think they said the same about Neil Patrick Harris's character, which who knows, maybe they're the same character. It's entirely plausible. But I think that would be really interesting to get that hook out there now, knowing that it's going to be a year after the 60th, which is still five months, six months away. Yeah. Michelle, any any guesses for the coda? This doesn't just, count. This doesn't count as our uh, beginning of the year predictions episode. <laughs> no, no, but it might by it might by the beginning of next year be a prediction. Um, I guess I would like to think that maybe the fifteenth Doctor will appear in the coda. I don't think the fifth. Well, the fifteenth Doctor can't appear in the coda now because we won't have a fifteenth Doctor yet, even if we have a fourteenth in November. So I'd like to think that maybe the fifteenth Doctor would. I don't know if the BBC would allow a current Doctor to. I mean, Jodie Whittaker did some some audio stuff towards the end of her run, so so maybe they could. That I guess that's what I'd like. Fifteenth Doctor. That would be really cool. Um, unless they've changed something. I know at one time Big Finish said that they uh, once an era is finished, then they can have the rights to those characters and doctors and things. So I'm gonna say I hope that it's uh, uh, Jodie Whittaker in that story and they have already said that there will be a a master box set with Sasha Dewan 
and a Fugitive Doctor set with Joe Martin. So, ah, good. So who knows? We'll find out in well, a year I'm, and a half from now. <laughs> we will. And and you know what? I'm just delighted to be this excited about something um, already. I mean, with, with all the news that's coming out, teasing us about what's coming up on screen, that's great. But it's nice to see Big Finish chiming in with something that, that looks like it's going to be a great adventure. All right, everybody. Well, we'll be back next month to talk about the artist at the end of time. And if you have any thoughts or feedback, send it to us at feedback at the Doctor Who Podcast.com, on Twitter at the DR Who Podcast, or on Facebook. <laughs> or just step that? out of your home and just start <laughs> screaming your opinions <laughs> into the night. Someone will hear you. Yell into the evening. Well, guys, thanks for being on here, and we'll see you next month. Happy listening. <laughs>